0: Welcome to episode 18 of the Better Fuji Photos Podcast. I'm John Peltier, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing five apps that can help your landscape and travel photography. This is based on an article that I wrote in 2019 called The Five Best Apps for Travel and Landscape Photographers. This was back when bloggers had to use these clickbait titles like The Best, You Need This, and, and things like that in order to drive clicks which would increase ad revenue. I'll link to the article in the show notes here. And you won't see any ads on the website. I have removed all ads from my website. You also shouldn't hear any ads on this podcast. Neither my blog nor the podcast are supported by ads. Instead, they're sponsored by our online photography courses, which you can check out at photocourses.link learn and use the code POD20 to get 20% off any course on that website. So back to the title of this podcast and the title of the article, which was the five best landscape apps. There is no best. There's what's the best for me? What's the best for you? What's best for another photographer? And most often there's going to be some overlap, but also you're going to have some things that are better for you that are not better for somebody else. So these are the five apps that I have used for years. And they're the only apps that I use for landscape and travel photography. I get a lot out of them. And hopefully if you've never heard of one of these and you pick it up, it'll be a new best landscape app for you. So we're gonna go through these five apps and I'm gonna give you a brief introduction of what they do, what you can do with them, what you can't do with them. For a lot of these, I did write a more detailed in-depth review or user guide for these apps. And I'll also link to those in the show notes if you wanna learn more about one specific app. And the first one on the list is PhotoPills. I'm sure a lot of you are already using PhotoPills. It's replaced a lot of separate apps. PhotoPills has a lot of functions, specifically aimed at landscape photographers, all rolled into one app. Before this app, you used to need five or six different apps to do five or six very specific things, and PhotoPills just now includes all of those. For the longest time, I was using the Photographer's Ephemeris to find sun and moon data, uh, sunrise, sunset times, things like that. PhotoPills does that and so much more. So it has replaced the Photographer's Ephemeris as the lighting calculator that I most often consult. On top of that, it's just a nice app. If you've used the Photographer's Ephemeris, it just feels a little outdated, a little clunky, PhotoPills is more modern. I think it's just a little bit easier to use. And it has, as I mentioned, so many other functions. So like the Photographer's Ephemeris, you can use PhotoPills to pull up a celestial almanac. So this will show you where the sun's gonna be throughout different times of the day, different times of year. Same thing with the moon and the Milky Way. You can see where the sun is going to rise and where it's going to set. And what's really cool about this, and the photographer's ephemeris has it too, but it's an augmented reality mode. So it's going to use your phone's camera. And I'll just give you an example of when I use this augmented reality mode. Many of you probably know that I live in Lake Tahoe. And if you've ever been to Lake Tahoe, you know of Emerald Bay. Emerald Bay is one of the most photographed locations on earth. It has that little island in the middle of the bay with the tea house on it. And I wanted to figure out If I stood in the location where the island is perfectly lined up with the entrance to the bay, would there ever be a time where the sun would also come up in that exact same location so that the island, the inlet to the bay, and the rising sun above the mountains are all lined up? So I went out to that spot where the island is lined up to the inlet of the bay. I opened up Photo Pills and went to this augmented reality mode And I brought the phone up to the scene and it shows you the path that the sun and the moon are going to take throughout different times of the day. So all I did was I just scrolled through the calendar and you could see where the sun was going to rise at different times of the year. And it took me a little while, but I finally got to the date where the sun was going to be in perfect alignment with the island. To further complicate these matters, there's some pretty tall mountains in the way. And sunrise isn't always going to be sunrise when there's a mountain in the way. So with this augmented reality mode, you could see the exact time that the sun was going to peak above the mountains, which was going to be a little while after sunrise. And so with that planner, I knew exactly where I needed to stand at exactly what time of the morning and what day of the year in order to get this shot that I really wanted to get. So that's one of the big advantages of PhotoPills. And as I mentioned, the Photographer's Ephemeris has this feature also, but PhotoPills offers so much more. In addition to all of this celestial Ephemeris data and the augmented reality mode, PhotoPills has things like an exposure calculator. So if you wanna do long exposures, you can figure out what strength neutral density filter you need based on your anticipated exposure time. It has things to help you focus. You can enter your camera and your lens information and then get depth of field charts, calculators, and hyperfocal distance tables, all based on the lenses that you plan on using for your landscape photography. PhotoPills also has some astrophotography tools. So if you want to take a picture of the night sky but avoid star trails, you want those stars to be perfect sharp points of light, you can figure out based on your camera and your lens what exposure time you need. And like that day augmented reality mode, it also has a night augmented reality mode where it's gonna overlay things like the moon and the planets and the Milky Way over your phone's camera so that you can see where those are going to be throughout different times of the night. Another planner calculator that I find really useful are the field of view tools. So you can find out based on your camera and your focal length, what your field of view is going to be. Let's say you're using a Fujifilm X-T4 with your focal length at 140 millimeters. It'll tell you how big your field of view is going to be and then based on a known object size. So you're photographing a tree and you know how wide that tree is and how tall that tree is. You know how large that tree is going to appear in your frame all based on how far away from that tree that you're standing. So that's really useful for planning. You can also overlay this field of view on a map so that you can see which geographic features your lens is going to include or find out what focal length you need to exclude certain features. And then there's also some tutorials and some social features within PhotoPills, and they just teach you how to better use the app, where some hot photo locations are, and things like that. For 11 bucks US, you really get a lot out of that app. Compare that to the Photographer's Ephemeris, which is cheaper but doesn't have nearly as many features, and in my mind is just a little bit harder to use. However, if you do want to check out the differences between PhotoPills and the Photographer's Ephemeris before springing for one of those apps, I'll link to an article in the show notes that goes into a little more in-depth comparison of those two apps. Now, the Photographer's Ephemeris does have a companion app, called the Photographer's Ephemeris 3D, which is actually number two on my list. And I'm just gonna abbreviate this TPE3D. It's a little bit easier to say. I should point out that this is only available for iOS. The same thing with the regular version of the Photographer's Ephemeris, neither of those are available for Android. So if you have an Apple device, you're in luck, you might get a lot out of TPE3D. It does do one thing, that PhotoPills cannot do. And that's give you a three-dimensional map based on digital elevation data and maps to help you plan shots in ways that PhotoPills can't. This is really the only thing that I do use TPE 3D for, is this shading feature. But you can drop a pin to put yourself anywhere in the world at any time of day, any day of the year, and then see what the shadows are going to look like in the terrain around you. So if we go back to our Emerald Bay example, the sun sets behind you if you're in Emerald Bay, so you can just drop a pin where you're gonna be photographing and then move the time of day to find out exactly what time that island is going to be covered in the shadow from the setting sun. This app is 12 bucks, so it might be a little steep to do one feature, but it's a feature that I use a lot and I think it's worth the money. However, keep in mind that you do need a data connection in order to be able to use this feature. The third app on my list is Gaia GPS. And this isn't a photography app, it's actually a GPS, kind of like a hiking app, but it is super helpful for photography planning, photography execution, travel planning, and things like that. And this one does require an annual subscription if you wanna get a lot of the features that it does have. However, you can use it for free. Just keep in mind that you're gonna have limited functionality. Gaia GPS has a large library of maps that you can use. Layer things like nautical maps, National Geographic trail maps, aviation charts if you're gonna be flying a drone, satellite images, forest surface maps, all those things. You can layer on top of each other. You can adjust the opacity of them. You can create shapes and routes. One of the things that I really like to do with this app, particularly when I'm doing landscape photography is record my track. So if I'm going out on a hike, I'll just set it to record where I'm walking. You can check your stats, like your time, speed, elevation, things like that. But what's really nice is that when you get home, it's all synced to the cloud so you can log into the Gaia GPS website and then download your GPX track from that hike. And with that GPX track, you can then sync your location to your photos in things like Photo Mechanic or Lightroom. And I think it's really handy to know exactly where you were standing when you took a particular landscape photo. I also really love Gaia GPS to plan photo outings. You can create waypoints of places where you know you want to go photograph. You can drop a little pin and save it in a folder, have a different icon for different types of places, different color labels. If you go to that location that you've saved on a map and you determine, and maybe I'll come back to this location in the fall, you can just quickly add a note to that waypoint, come back in the fall. And now you have a record of everywhere that you want to photograph and everywhere that you have photographed. And then like every other app that I've mentioned up to this point, I did write an in depth article about how I use Gaia GPS to plan my photo outings, and I'll link to that in the show notes here. Number four on my five recommended landscape apps is PeakFinder AR. And like Gaia GPS, PeakFinder isn't advertised as a photography app, but it's super helpful for landscape photography. This app is available for both iOS and Android for five bucks. Really, really good investment. Like PhotoPills and the photographer's ephemeris, this uses your phone's camera to overlay information on your screen. But what it's overlaying here are the names of all of the peaks that you see in your camera. This isn't just a great navigational aid, but if you're taking pictures of a mountain, don't you wanna know the name of that mountain? Or maybe how high that mountain is? Otherwise, it's just a mountain. So how I use this, is if I'm taking a picture of a landscape that has a lot of mountains in it, I'll then just pull out Peak Finder AR, hold it up to that scene that I photographed, and then snap a picture of that augmented reality view that shows the names of the peaks and the elevations, and that's saved to my phone. So now when I get home and I'm reviewing my photos and I'm inputting the metadata, the captions and the keywords for those photos, I can go back to my phone and have a record of the names of every single peak that appeared in my photos. And like PhotoPills and the Photographer's Ephemeris, Peak Finder also has a celestial almanac that'll overlay the path of the sun and the moon. So you can also use this for planning to know exactly where the sun and the moon are going to rise or set over a particular peak. There is just one little quirky thing about this app, and that's making the overlay or the names Line up to that augmented reality view that you see in the screen. It's pretty easy to fix though. You just use your finger to drag the overlay around the screen until it lines up with what you see in the camera. Okay, and finally, number five on my list of five apps that can help your landscape photography is a raw photography app, an app that'll let you capture raw photos using your smartphone's camera and also edit raw photos that you captured with a different camera. So if you're a Lightroom user, you probably already know about Lightroom. You can access the camera within Lightroom to record a RAW file from your smartphone and then edit that RAW file just like you can any other RAW file. You can use a USB adapter or a card reader to import your RAW files into your smartphone. And I think this is really helpful, if nothing else, as a backup. So you don't necessarily need to edit all of your RAW photos from your camera, on your smartphone, but it's really nice to be able to back up those photos when you're out in the field. And since the NARBOX isn't around anymore, I think Lightroom is probably the quickest way to do that. And then you can sync those to your desktop when you get home, or at least just have the backups on the cloud so you don't lose those photos if anything were to happen to that camera or memory card. If you're sick of Adobe and you don't wanna be a part of their subscription model, there's plenty of other raw camera apps that you can use to capture raw photos using your smartphone. Sometimes when you're out and you see a beautiful scene that you want to capture and you don't have your camera with you, being able to record a raw photo from your smartphone is gonna be the next best thing. These apps allow you to control a lot on your camera's smartphone, like your shutter speed, your ISO, white balance, where your camera is focusing. There are a lot of these apps out there and the list is constantly changing. So you can do research on whenever you're listening to this episode, what the most popular raw camera app is, but they include things like MuseCam, Manual Camera 2, Halide, Visco, Raw Plus, and Moment. They all have different functionality, different looks, different prices, and they might be different for each kind of photographer, but those are some things that you can check out. It's just always nice to be able to have a way to capture a raw photo in your pocket if you don't have your actual camera with you. And then again, if you are a Lightroom user, to be able to back up the raw photos from your regular camera onto your smartphone or tablet. So that's the list. Those are five apps that I love to use for landscape and travel photography. Recapping that list again is Photo Pills, the Photographer's Ephemeris 3D, Gaia GPS, Peak Finder AR, and a raw camera phone app. If you have any other apps that you want to add to this list, please do so in the article that's linked in the show notes. It's also a great way to help out other photographers who may be looking for something more specific. Also, if any of these maybe you never heard of, but they're really helping out your landscape photography, let us know that too. And again, help out other photographers, just like hopefully this list helped you. Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos Podcast. If you have any Fuji film or photography related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.